0: to Minute 118 of Season 3 of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast where we yippee ki our way through the 1988 Bruce Willis action flick Die Hard, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again today is Heather Baxendale of Word of Hellmouth Podcast. Welcome back to the show, Heather.
1: Hello, hello. It's a good time being here today on this fine day.
0: Yeah, but I, th- I think we're going to need some more FBI, guys. <laughs>
1: The look Powell gives him. (laughs) Like, like, did you just say that? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Absolute repulsion and disgust.
0: is So great. (laughs) But on the other hand, he he knows that he's right. So whatever. But we'll we'll get there. We'll get there uh, later in this episode. Indeed. Minute 118 begins with John coming to a realization and ends with a very wet John getting himself ready to react. So yesterday we ended things... With uh, John making it in, back into the building by shooting out the glass, he's lying on the on, on his stomach, and the first shot of this of this this minute is great because you see his eyes like bulging out, and he he realizes that wait a second I'm still attached <laughs> to, to something, and it's starting to pull me backwards. You know, we
1: <laughs> one problem at a time, and that's yeah, what exactly. he's been doing. And unfortunately, yes. time for him is. Ten seconds till the next problem. <laughs> That's right.
0: And then he flips himself over. He he tries to, like, steady himself. And, you know, there, there's – you see that he starts sliding backwards towards the, the window, you know, where there was all – you can see all these papers flying out the windows. And, and then he, like, tries to, to, to put his feet on something. I still can't figure out what that is.
1: It looks like cardboard to me. It looks like cardboard. It looks like some kind of...
0: It, but like it's what, thicker. What would it be I, have been used for? That's what I'm trying to think of.
1: I have no idea, and I have no idea why it's there, and it's helping
0: me. And it's to got tons himself. of glass. He's trying to brace himself, but, but it's, it doesn't have any heft. So it's not really nope. something that's going to help. I mean, what he's basically doing is pushing that further out. <laughs> that's what he's it would, doing. It
1: would go further out, or it would start to bow and bend. I mean, looking at it, you can see that that is what it is. I, I ended up getting to pause it on a a spot where i could see like the the actual ripples of it it's strong enough to you know to to use for i'm sure whatever its purpose was but at this point where he's bracing himself and trying not to go out the window it would either go out the window or it would bend yes and i'm not sure why it's there either i have have no idea
0: yeah absolutely no clue no clue whatsoever and, oh, I
1: know, there's, there's more glass you know, we,
0: we see that he's, feet. exactly, there's lots of glass there. And he slowly gets pulled towards the the window, and he's trying to get himself, uh, trying to extricate himself from that. And he realizes that what he needs to do, it, it takes him a few seconds to figure out that he needs to, to unravel this this loosely bound uh, fire hose around his waist. <laughs> but but he manages it, to get it, he manages, it's a good thing he didn't tie it too tight. You see, there you go.
1: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it served a purpose. Yes, it served a purpose. That's why it was in the script that way.
0: <laughs> that is true. And he finally gets it off, and you can actually hear though the whoosh of, of the of of the fire hose, you know, uh, shooting down. You know, or at at nine point eight meters per second, you know that
1: type of thing. Yeah, it it goes really fast. If you're not paying attention, it's actually hard to see. Yeah. And then the cardboard also flies out, right right after with along with it. It has and, and you can see too if you do if you do actually want to see this and you're listening, pause the scene and you can actually see staples in the edge of it. So maybe there's something inside the cardboard that it's covering, but it, and it wait, has to meaning be that maybe yet. it's a box. Yeah, it's a or say it's a painting that's covered in some kind of form of cardboard and has been shipped there and not taken out. It also has
0: has things on the edges.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm looking at right now. I'm looking at the part where it actually like starts to go out the window and over the. I'm I'm
0: at 11 seconds looking
1: at that and. Yeah, it's uh, move it to 14 and you can see um, it literally slipping out of the window and you can see it looks like the. There, it's it's something that's covering it, but it's cardboard of some kind that looks like it. Wow! Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, so Absolutely maybe it no did have what more it, heft what used to for. it. <laughs> yeah. So perhaps right. it had more heft to it than I initially surmised.
0: Yeah, and John is is quite relieved as he's able to get out. He starts. He, you can see that he's exhausted, and they don't give us any time to to for us to start breathing. You know, to catch nope. our breath. Goes right back to the building, and we see. The flames, of the, the you know the top of the building is just completely on fire. There are more explosions, and and then they show us, you know the I mean again the pyrotechnics are are amazing. And then we get a, a, a like a, a second or two second shot of hostages, you know running down the the, the stairwell. Yeah, and it, it's great, especially because you get to see that one of them gets actually hit in the head by some falling debris. You
1: know four hostages. Yes. But they're escaping.
0: Yes. Yeah. And he doesn't but like we haven't He not put his him, hand that's
1: very he, important.
0: He doesn't even put his hand on his head, that, you know, like saying ouch or anything like that. Yeah, you know, he just keeps going.
1: Which I actually think is a very human emotion and reaction. It's I don't care what's happening, I need to just get the heck out of here. Right. Okay. This has been a nightmare. I'm going down. I mean, that that I actually I I buy entirely. Or the actor was just so committed to his role of running down that he thought, "Nope, I wasn't told to react to stuff flying at my head, so Especially I don't." Especially if ruin it's the probably shot. like
0: foam or something like that, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. But but I'm gonna go with it's a human reaction that if you're that terrified, you're even if something's pretty heavy and you get injured, you're you have one goal. Like all of those hostages have one goal. They are gonna get down and out as quickly as they can. They want to get the H E double hockey stick out of this bloody building. Yeah, for sure.
0: And then the shot changes, and we're back to, to Hans again. And we we see Hans throw a bag of the bonds, and he goes <laughs> alle, which I actually looked up what that means in French, and it means go. Yep. So he's basically throwing to to Christoph. Now what's what's really funny here is is that I used to always think that Christoph's name was Ali because he says it in this minute he's. Or sorry, today and I think tomorrow he says to him Ali, Ali. So I thought his name was Ali, you know, like uh, Prince sense. Ali, you know, that type of thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, Prince. That Ali.
1: that makes total sense.
0: You know, and you know, but but when you look on uh, when you look at the credits, you find out that 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 he does have a real name. You know, we by see- the
1: way, between this movie and Beverly Hills Cop, I was as a child absolutely positively sure that. For the rest of my life, all I was going to hear about was how bonds were the most resourceful thing that anybody ever sold, stole ever. And then in the 90s, nobody really stole them in heist movies anymore. Well,
0: if, <laughs> if you would have been listening at the beginning of this podcast where we talked about bearer bonds, they stopped making them because of this reason. Ha! <laughs> See?
1: Now and I know.
0: There you go. And, and the funny thing is that you just mentioned Beverly Hills Cop. I just watched today— the, all three Beverly Cops movies, and when I saw the barons, the, the, they're they're German barons, and I'm like, oh my god, I, I'm the I I I, and I knew that 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 we're gonna be recording this tonight, and I was like, this is gonna be great. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna talk about the fact that that Beverly Hills Cop also has barons in it, you know, because <laughs> because what what is the 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 great thing about barons is that. You don't have to show any proof that they belong to you. If you're holding a bearer bond, you can cash it in. Yep. You know, that that's the whole idea of it. But whatever, we're we're going to there's a lot of flaws to to their whole idea here of the the whole plan because the building doesn't collapse. Nope. You know, and Hans had said that the whole idea is is that you know, they're going to be sifting through the rubble and they're going to think they're all dead. But how would they do that if if we didn't even see the 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 they didn't show the roof collapse? You know, they saw that we showed they showed that it was on fire, but we never see you know uh, any of the floors collapse.
1: No, and, and it's only implied. And in, in the they should have too.
0: they should have put you know some of the barabans up there also, if they want to make it plausible that okay, hey, we found some of the barabans, you know, so they must be dead. Because if they're if they're going to sift through the rubble and they they find bodies, obviously they'll find the bodies of the hostages. But you know they think that the terrorists are dead also. But where are the barebones? <laughs> exactly. Because someone knows that they're going to be missing.
1: They're going to yeah, and and you know you, they wouldn't have to have a lot either. Correct. They would need some. They would need some, and if they found them, that would be a lot more plausible. Yeah. But, yeah. but they definitely wouldn't have the hostages anymore either because they were down at least a couple flights of stairs yeah. when the top blew, at least at least at that
0: point. Because they were already yeah, at there's... the vault. They were already yeah. at the vault because Eddie saw them when they were running down the stairs. So, and the oh, vault's on right. the 30th right. floor. So let's yeah. say that the, the, the hostages are already at the 25th floor or whatever it is. I mean, again, this, this movie was made I, – I know we keep going back to this, but what can you do <laughs> – you know, this movie was made 13 years before 9/11, when a building did collapse in on a or two. They they completely collapsed. You know, you, when you're listening to Hans's plan, it makes it sound as if that's what he's expecting. He's expecting yeah. the building to implode because look, they're leaving all of their their drilling equipment. They're they're leaving the vault open. They're you know. You would think that they would have packed up all this stuff and, and put it back in the van, put it in the truck, whatever it is, you know, in order to get it out of there. To, to, but they're leaving lots of incriminating evidence. Again, they don't need it, but if their whole ploy is to make it seem as if they're dead, ah, wait, if they're dead, then they do need to have that there.
1: Hmm. Some of it, yeah, yeah, they need to have. Yeah, at least but some but of
0: something it. something is missing from their plan <laughs> that would make it more plausible.
1: It's it's flawed. It's and it's flawed. I think in it's overthinking it. They didn't really need to do all of that. The actual plan to get the money out and what they did without John McClane, all all made sense. But the I I think the idea that they needed to make themselves seem like they died also and it was somehow an accident. That I think that was the flaw in the plan regardless of whether John McClane came and Yippee-Ki-Yay'd all of their butts. Correct. I, I don't know that that would have worked out for them anyway. I think it was just over overreaching in general. I, I totally agree with you on that.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's a big question. And at this point, we, we then see that uh, Christoph runs past Holly, who is uh, dealing with uh, smoke inhalation because she's... She's sort of uh you know you see her coughing, trying to to deal with all the smoke, so the the smoke does get to the thirtieth floor <laughs> that that we know happens <laughs> and and then we see John is also already on the thirtieth floor, you know he's like crouching as you know he he goes through the pond, which has a waterfall which which looks really beautiful, even in this death and destruction
1: it does you know it, it really looks really does.
0: really nice but but like. What's the point of him wading through the pool? He couldn't go around it.
1: Uh, maybe is it he, felt is he good trying to, to wash himself off sad feet. Maybe he's washing the blood off his feet so he's not slipping and sliding around. <laughs> I doubt that's what he was thinking. Yeah, I think they I think that he went through it because it looked really good and it made a nice shot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was, especially, you know, was... you see parts of the building the the ceiling collapse and stuff like that around him. So, you know, that 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 also it, you know, it's not happening in the waterfall because he's under also, rock. Also,
1: <laughs> it's kind of a primal scene. It's, it's essentially like. It's Predator. He's in the jungle. Yeah. On the mountaintop going through whatever to come fight the big bad guy. It very much so is. Yeah. However, it's the, it's the sequence right after that, where you get to see the chopper come down off yes. the rooftop. That shot is probably my favorite shot in the whole movie. Oh, wow. It's. It looks great. It looks yeah. so great. Yeah, because it, it's it just
0: it it you can tell that that was done with a miniature, you know, and you see it like it hits its side and then starts uh, you know flipping flipping over, and then again going back to the editing that we're talking about how the editing is so great here. Then it goes back to John, which it doesn't look like this is John. If you look from behind, his hair looks very different. It does not look like Bruce Willis. No,
1: this it is, doesn't.
0: This is the stunt double. <laughs>
1: you're right you idiots you
0: cut their stunt doubles you know um and you know john's like standing in in the waterfall you know watching things and then you know he he looks around you know you hear like this big thud and then the the huey then they show the outside and we see the the helicopter just explode out to the window with a huge huge flash and as it's exploding we see the inside of the building that it explodes and John jumps down into the water so I guess it goes back to the fact that, that it's a good thing he was in the water yeah <laughs> there you go it
1: was, it was, it was convenient again he got to avoid the explosions
0: yeah and, and as he's underwater the shot goes back to the staging area and we see Robinson reacting and he goes holy Christ <laughs> and and as you know, as they, they focus in on him, as you mentioned earlier, Al is just looking at him as if, you know, I can't believe that this is what you're about to say. And then he goes, "I think we're going to need some more FBI guys."
1: It's really, it's really funny. It is but his reaction. It's was, one
0: of my favorite lines of the movie. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah.
1: Did, you, did you did you just say that? <laughs> I love that. I, it's just it's a really great moment. You, you, it's so yeah. great. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: and then it goes back to john again and we see john emerging from the the pool and he starts screaming and then he like uh you know pulls his gun out as he's doing that and you know starts moving in a direction we're not sure where he's going or whatever it is
1: he's he's unhinged at this point
0: yeah i think he's a little uh discombobulated also at this point
1: yeah yeah he's just he's just going wherever it is he's yeah. he's got to go at this point yeah all he has one one singular thought in his head, and it's Holly. And perhaps it will develop more after that.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> and basically, that that's the way this minute ends. So, did you have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script?
1: Nope.
0: All right. I'm curious so, how
1: this one went? All
0: right. So the script goes: uh, McLean is yanked off his feet, dragged towards the window. And then we see the the hose wheel slides down the side of the building. The hose plays out on the edge of the windowsill, dragging McLean towards his death. McLean claws at the floor, no help, inches from the shattered window, he braces his legs against the sill, groans as he fights the weight of the hose and the reel. One foot slips, only his already wounded foot keeps him indoors. He scrambles to untie his improvised repelling rig. Gets free just beyond just gets free just before the hose nozzle crashes out and into the great beyond. Winded, strength ebbing, he staggers to his feet, just in time for the roof to recoil from another staggering explosion. And then it goes back to the vault room and says, as Holly covers her head from falling plaster, the men work like automatons, piling up the bonds. McLean recovers from another aftershock, runs up the steps, is momentarily amazed to hear a ding from the elevator. So they don't even have the 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 point here. It we have to skip a little bit further to to actually see the whole thing with uh, with Robinson and Powell. But it just says that they're open mouthed We don't have in the script. We don't have the line of Robinson saying, "I think we're going to need more." Uh, uh, FBI guy. I
1: wonder if that was. I wonder if it was ad lib then.
0: It's very very possible. Don't know. <laughs> if
1: so, classic. <laughs>
0: yes. I, I mean, I find it interesting that it's not in there.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm curious if that was an ad lib then.
0: hmm Very well could be. And uh, yep, that's all we got for the for the script. So every Wednesday we have a segment called Hans Hunt Day where my guests will give their top five Alan Rickman uh, performances. So what have you got for us, Heather? Start with your number All five right. and work your way up.
1: Five, not a big shocker. It's Professor Snape and Harry Potter. Which one? Wonderful. Oh, Prisoner of Azkaban then. I love Azkaban. It's my favorite movie. Um, number four, Dogma, Metatron. Love it. Love him in it. And it's been too long since I've seen Seen it. Uh, Number three. You
0: can always change that.
1: (laughs) I know. I know. Number three is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Whether you like the movie or not, I feel like the Sheriff of Nottingham steals the entire movie. Every scene he's in is absolutely wonderful. One of my favorite lines still is, cut his heart out with a spoon. Why? It's dull, you twit. It'll hurt more. I say it all the time. (laughs) All the time. One of my favorite quotes in a movie ever. Number two galaxy quest alexander dawn i love galaxy quest so much it's it's the greatest love letter ever and he is wonderful in it he is so wonderful in it and number one is hans gruber but i loved him as a villain also and quickly down under that was a lot of fun and i actually watched rasputin just because He was in it, and he was delightful. So those were.
0: I actually didn't like Rasputin that much. I mean, he, I did. He won an Emmy for that, didn't or a Golden Globe.
1: Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And the movie, the the movie itself.
0: I mean, his performance was nice, but the movie itself was really boring.
1: I haven't watched it since then. It was, it was, yeah, it was. I saw it
0: like a year or two ago. Yeah, it was an HBO movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, I remembered. I, I saw it, and I was like, Alan Rickman's in this, so I'll watch it, and. He was phenomenal in it, and that's what I remember. Okay. I also like the story of Rasputed, but I haven't revisited the movie, so. Right. Okay. So that's us. That is fair.
0: That is fair. All right. So you want to tell people how they can get in touch with you?
1: Yep. You can find me on the socials under my pen name, HB Walsh, on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, you can also find my first book in my trilogy. It's called Prophecy Lost. You can find it on Amazon. You can search it under its title or under my author's name. And you can catch my new podcast that I host with Mark Armstead. It is a Buffy rewatch podcast called Word of Hellmouth. You can check it out on Patreon and under Rabbit Hole Podcasts.
0: All right. Excellent. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search for Moveyround Minute. You can find me on Facebook, you can find me on Twitter, or you can go directly to my website, MoveyRoundMinute.com. So, Heather, you feel like coming back again tomorrow?
1: I would love to. More explosions, more fire, more <laughs> one-liners.
0: Well, what are you gonna do when the build while the building falls around your ears? So <laughs> 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 all right, so until tomorrow, <laughs> yippee yay
1: yippee ki yay <laughs>